Good evening. This week's gospel is filled with symbolism and meaning, with the appearance of Moses and Elijah, the glowing transfiguration of Jesus as witnessed by Peter, James, and John on this high mountaintop. But this evening, instead of concentrating on the gospel meaning and looking for answers, what if we just focused on the God encounter which occurs at the end of the story? For God appears in a form of a cloud which casts a shadow over them. A cloud, although it frightens them, they still enter. Have you ever noticed how many God encounters in the Bible involves a cloud that overshadows and obscures the light? It was the unknown 14th century writer who coined the term a cloud of unknowing, referring to our spiritual blindness, blindness that causes us to run into God when we least expect it, blindness that causes darkness and unknowing and change, which is all a bit frightening. No wonder we hear so often in the Bible, do not be afraid. But it's these types of encounters where lives are changed. It's these God encounters that break you open and have a way of destroying all the certitudes you've built up in your life in order to make room for new divine encounters. So let me share with you this evening two stories that have nothing to do with answers but more so with encounters. Jonathan Stalls is a founder of Walk to Connect, where he builds and promotes long-distance walking programs for individuals, groups, and neighborhoods. In 2010, Jonathan completed an eight-and-a-half-month, 3,030-mile walk across the United States, his backpack and his dog and he generated over a half a million dollars in small loans to low-income entrepreneurs across the country. So listen to Jonathan's words as he speaks of his encounters. My journey was one of profound growth, connection, and authentic transformation found by walking three miles an hour. It was anchored in hospitality offered at the homes and dinner tables of 120-plus strangers in communities across America. Families, partnerships, single moms, college students, communes, public officials, police officers, all varied in political, religious, racial, sexual, and economic stock. As I walked, My capacity for any form of certitude of what I thought was right or wrong started to fall away. But I found myself fighting to hold on to it, to hold on to the judgments I carried about the people I disagreed with. Permission to let it all fall away arrived when the very people I disagreed with invited me and my dog into their warm and intimacy of their homes. My walls and my ego crashed and burned over and over again. And at the end of absolutely every homestay, I walked away convinced that people in their core are good. That we share a common journey of wanting to love and be loved. 
that we want to feel safe, comfortable, and connected, and that we want to belong somewhere. It all became too clear, starting in my own being, that when human beings lash out with an agenda formed in their mind and not in their heart, we're really just afraid. We're afraid of the unknown. We're afraid to be wrong. We're afraid of abandonment. We're afraid of weakness, of trusting, and letting go. I can't think of a better way to bring mindfulness practice into our body and into the outside world than through walking, strolling, or rolling at one to three miles an hour. It changes everything. It trains us both on the inside and the outside to begin seeing God in ourselves and in others in such foundational ways. Two weeks ago, Teresa and I made our annual trek along with 40,000 other Catholics to the LA Religious Education Conference in Anaheim. It really is something you should go sometime. And as always, one of my favorite speakers is the Jesuit Father Greg Boyle. And over 30 years, Greg has spent all his energies working with gang members in the greater LA area. Founder of Homeboy Industries, he's helped thousands of young men and women to find and live a productive life outside the gangs. His work and stories are chronicled in his best-selling book, Tattoos of the Heart. So listen to this story that he shared with us a couple weeks ago at the conference. One day I was in my glass office and people were lined up to see me. And this big guy covered with tattoos, who I didn't know, came in. He was maybe in his late 20s and he's, he said his name was Moisha. As he entered the, my office, he said, So, you're a father. I said, yeah, I guess so. And he points back to everyone waiting outside my office. You can see through the glass wall. And he says, and so all those are your sons and daughters? I said, yeah, I guess so. Well, he goes on to tell me that he has gone through what we call the process, which means that he's been drug tested clean, attended orientation, and was interviewed by our selection committee, and then he passed all of that and was just awaiting a start date. So I looked at my calendar and I signed off on the document that his start date was to be the coming Monday. And I stood there holding out a piece of paper. Moisha came around the desk to shake my hand. And I shook his hand and I said, welcome to Homeboy Industries. To which Moisha responded, now I want to tell you why I came to see you this morning. And in just an instant, he burst into tears. While still holding my hand, he was sobbing uncontrollably. I just let him cry and cry and cry. And finally, Moshe was able to utter the sentence, Can I be your son? I kept shaking his hand and I said, Imagine, Moshe, how proud it would be to walk down the street with you. I would want the whole world to know that you are my beloved son. And Moisha continued to wail. And when he was finally able to speak again, he said, 
That's the only thing I always wanted to hear from my father. Lent is a time for us to live and to love and to see the eyes through others of the face of God. And in doing so, realize that we all belong. No matter how broken or battered or what path we may be on. We live in social systems that exclude, expel, and expunge in order to protect egos and agendas. And we forget to listen to that voice that calls to each and one of us from that darkened cloud. Do not be afraid. You're my beloved son. You're my beloved daughter. With you, I am well pleased. So how will you spend your Lent? Certainly nothing wrong with giving up some of your favorite food and performing works of mercy and increasing your almsgiving. But what about the shadow in your life? The one that you never want to touch nor go near. The same place where the brilliant light of God is waiting for you. A place where you can least expect to find God's love and mercy. So I invite you to take the time and courage Go for a walk. Maybe meet with another person who's in pain. Or perhaps just reflect on your own journey. But to heed the words we heard this evening, to not be afraid, to enter into the darkness, and to allow that unexpected encounter with God. The God who's waiting to fill our cracks with grace, to heal our wounds with mercy, and who will bring light into our darkest places.